0: Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Salvation, heaven or hell, old time preachers, they said they preached hell firing down nation where hell was hot and heaven was real. But today we have a kind of uh, gospel that is literally watered down and candy coated over. And by that I mean, just uh, you want to be safe. ask Jesus to come into your heart. Have you asked Jesus to come into your heart? Or how do you receive Jesus? Or the top evangelists of the world say, you must say the sinner's prayer. Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins and come into my heart. All this is totally unbiblical, and it is a lie. There's nowhere, no scripture, anywhere from Genesis to Revelation, and especially in the New Testament, Matthew to the Revelation, where anyone asks Jesus to come into their heart. God gives you a new heart, but you don't ask Jesus for a new heart or come into his heart. That's a lie. So... What is the truth? Well, you must be born again. Born of the water and the spirit. Jesus told Nicodemus that in John 3. It's very simple. Water and the spirit. When Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, Rabbi, thou art a teacher of God. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Well, This seemed very strange to Nicodemus and said, how's a man that is old enter the second time into his mother's womb? It's totally ludicrous to him. It's impossible. And Jesus said, that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Two components there. Now the question is, how? And Jesus stated to Nicodemus, except you be born of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, that's a very radical statement and profound. We need to know how to be born of the water and the spirit. Well, the keys to the kingdom were given to Peter and his whole name, Simon Barjana, was changed to Peter on the revelation that God gave him which is the foundation for the church, but many people don't understand that. The foundation of the church is the revelation of Christ. There is none other. No other foundation can be laid than what is laid, which is Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? Some say you're John the Baptist, uh, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But Jesus said, Who do you say I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are that HaMashiach. You are that God manifest in the flesh that we've been looking for. He said, Simon bar Jonah, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. This is a heavenly revelation. Then he changed his name from Simon, meaning to hear, to understand, bar Jonah, bar being Chaldean for son, Jonah, that is uh, his earthly name, to hear and understand of the world, using a worldly name, and changed his name. Thou art Peter, Petros, a piece of the rock. Thou art Peter. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then he says, Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. But loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. The keys. Now the key is the key of David. We find that in the Philadelphia church. In Revelation 3. The key of David. And that is. Why Peter had to be the preacher. The administrator. The officiator, if you will, on the day of Pentecost. And the Holy Ghost was given. Pentecost came. They were in one mind, one accord in the upper room. Suddenly came a sound of a rush, mighty wind. And to fill all the room where they were sitting, cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. They're born of the Spirit right there. Been in the upper room for 10 days. Jesus seen a line after alive after his passion for 40 days, and Pentecost is 10 days later. They received the Holy Ghost. Yeah. But then they ask, Men and brethren, what must we do? Now that's a question, Acts 237. It is a profound question that pertains to being born again. What must we do? And he said. Peter standing up along with the other 11, Matthew there also said, repent, don't stop there, and be baptized, every one one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why Jesus Christ? Because that's the revealed name of God. It's the blood name of God. And why do you do that? For the remission of your sins. There's no other way to have your sins remitted. That is the biblical way. You can't ask Jesus to come into your heart. You can't say the sinner's prayer. You can't ask Jesus, how do I receive you, Lord? Please forgive me. Then we find in 2 Corinthians, the 7th chapter, verse 10, that godly sorrow worketh repentance, unto salvation godly sorrow worketh repentance but repentance is not salvation unto salvation it gets you there that you have and realize that you're a sinner that you need to be saved and we know we're saved by grace through faith not of works, lest any man should boast how do you believe well then say that you believe with your mind and intellectual consent and that's alive where most of the church world has gone wrong. We don't believe with our mind, with an intellectual consent, Jesus, I'm a sinner, come in and save me, forgive me, come into my heart. There is no word, no word, no place, no believer anywhere ever was saved by saying, Jesus, come into my heart. You won't find it in the word of God. It started by various preachers as a way to Lift your hand, by your head, and ask Jesus to come into your heart and then count hands. But that's not biblical. The true way to get born again is repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That's the only way your sins can be remitted. And then that's born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The promises unto you, your children, to as many as are afar off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, if you're called and called there to be in the body of Christ, no man cometh to Jesus except the Father draw him. There's only one way, one truth. Must be born of the water. That water is water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Mark 16, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Notice he did not say, he that believeth and is saved shall be baptized. And many people say that's that's, that's just a second work of grace. No, it's not. That's how you're born of the water. What happens when you're born of the water? In Romans 2, 28 and 29, he is not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh. He is a Jew that is one inwardly circumcision of the heart not of the mind in the spirit the human spirit of man where the sin is literally held in that person not in the flesh you don't have a bag of sin holding on to your flesh neither is it in your mind your soul your mind will emotions imagination intellect it's in your spirit and that spirit must be purged from that conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You got to purge it. And that is through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. Everywhere in the word of God, that someone came into that kingdom birthed into the kingdom of God, a new born believer did it in the name of Jesus Christ, repenting, repentance, and then baptized born of the water in the name of Jesus Christ, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And the reason for that is Father's not the name, Son's not the name, Holy Ghost, the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Ghost, is Jesus. And when a person sees that revelation, that there's no other name among men, given to men under heaven, to be saved than at the name of Jesus, Acts 4, 12. Then they take on that name, and as many as been baptized into Christ, they put on Christ. There's no other way. And you'll find that in Romans 6, 1 through 4. Paul's stating there, What? Know you not as many as were baptized were baptized into Jesus' death? Into Christ's death? Yes, you're buried with him in baptism. Then you're raised to the newness of life in water, baptism, born of the water. And he says in Romans 6, verse 4, Therefore, we're buried with him by baptism into death. You don't kill yourself. You go into a watery grave that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Jesus is the Father because we see that in John 2. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. Jesus raised up his own body of flesh. And that that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. You have to die. How do you die? In a watery grave. How do you get there? Not by asking Jesus to come into your heart. Not, I receive you, Jesus. Not saying the sinner's prayer. But salvation, born of the water and the Spirit. You simply die with him, buried with him in baptism. Water, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, he that is dead, and there's only way to die, water, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, is freed from sin. The body of the sins of the flesh is destroyed by baptism. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, hath no more dominion. Death hath no more dominion over him. And that is why the body of the sins of the flesh is destroyed by baptism. For he that is for he in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon you of yourselves also to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That the body of the sins of the flesh would be destroyed is Romans 6, verse 6. You must know this, knowing that our old man, that old man of sin, Adam, is crucified with him. How? pot water baptism. That the body of the sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. It's as plain as it can be. Well, Romans 10, 9. And it says there that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, soza, saved, delivered, healed, and uh, with the heart man believeth. The mouth is made confession unto salvation, but you believe with the heart, not with the mind. There's nothing you can do in the mind to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus save me. Jesus, I love you. Please forgive me of my sin and uh, save my soul. Well, that's all fine and good, but the heart's not circumcised. You're not buried with Jesus in baptism. You're not dead. You've died with Christ in a watery grave and nothing's happened. You confess it with your mouth, but the heart's not, it's not literally circumcised. Circumcised means to cut. To cut off, to cut off the body of the sins of the flesh. And that's where the water comes in. Because you go into a watery grave, buried with Christ in baptism, then now you're dead, you're freed from sin. You're dead. The old man is crucified with him. So with the believe with the heart, the heart has to be circumcised. And that's what you see in Romans 2, 28 and 29. He is not a Jew that is one outwardly, and the circumcision of the flesh. It's not a natural circumcision. It's not a natural cutting off the body the sins of the flesh. But he is a Jew that is one inwardly and that circumcision of the heart. you got to believe with the heart. Where is the heart? In the spirit. says so. Romans 2, 29. Believe with the heart in the spirit whose praise is not of man but of God. Well, All through the word of God, everyone that was baptized, no one ever dropped down and said, Jesus, come into my heart. No one ever said, Lord, please forgive me. I'm a sinner and say the sinner's prayer. No one ever was saved by that. In Acts 2.38, Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name, the name of the father is Jesus and of the son, Jesus and of the Holy Ghost, Jesus. Far, not because, not because your sins are remitted. They're not remitted yet. You haven't died with him in baptism, buried with Jesus in baptism yet. That's only through water. That's a fundamental truth. Well, if the devil can get us there where we're not born of the water, he knows he's got us. But many, many hundreds of thousands of people now, I will venture to say millions, are coming into that knowledge. When we came to Africa, hundreds of churches, by simply stating that truth of being born of the water and of the Spirit, they changed and said, we believed a lie we didn't know and followed the Lord in truth by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, they said the the knowledge that they had and the body of the sins of the flesh cut off when the body of the sins of the flesh is cut off by water baptism they felt lighter they felt they could almost fly because there's no more weight of sin the weight of sin has been cut off and that's the reason a person feels that they are flying with the lord it is an epiphany really uh, because the body of the sins of the flesh is destroyed now i'm not saying that your repentance alone doesn't have an effect on you. You have to repent, but that's not all. That's just the first step, repent and be baptized. Go on and get born again. Repentance alone is not born again. It is not salvation. Just as 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, Godly sorrow worketh repentance. It does work repentance. Unto salvation gets us there, not to be repented of. Well, there's only one way born of the water, take that old body, the sins of the flesh and destroy it by being baptized in that watery grave that you're dead to sin, buried with Jesus in baptism. Paul said it. I was crucified with Christ How? by water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, where did that happen? Take a look at acts 22 and 23, uh, acts 19. Uh, Paul goes to a certain believers there. They had been baptized according to John's baptism unto repentance only. All they had was repentance. And then Paul asked, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you been born of the Spirit? Have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? They said, sirs, we don't know whether there'd be any Holy Ghost. We don't know what you're talking about. Then, obviously, Something was wrong. Paul said, then how then were you baptized? Who baptized you and how were you baptized? What name did you use? Well, they have to take on the name, the name of the father. And of the son of the Lord is Jesus Christ. You can't say father. That's not his name. That's like signing a check saying father. Even though I'm a father, I have two children, but they won't cast a check at a bank because it's not my name. The name of the father is not father. It's Jesus. The name of the son is Jesus. Jesus came in his father's name, Jesus, the name of the Holy Ghost. He said, i was send the Holy Ghost in my name, Jesus. It's one and the self same spirit, Jesus. Well, that's the reason Peter said, repent, don't stop there. Get born again and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the keys given to the kingdom to Peter to fully clarify the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, that proper name, the blood name, the revealed name of God in all offices is Jesus Christ. So he said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Sins are not remitted until then. Why are you getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Why do it? What for? For the remission of your sins. Have your sins remitted and you'll receive the gift. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy ghost. That's born of the spirit. Now there is in one verse, are you born of the water and the spirit? Acts two 38, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy ghost. Well, who's this to the promises to you, to your children, To a many that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. I remember many years ago in 1977, as I was playing organ for and fronting for a tent minister. And I had been in a Baptist church and had repented. And I said the sinner's prayer and asked Jesus uh, to forgive my soul, forgive me of my sins. Save my soul. And I was baptized Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I didn't know. I was raised Baptist. Well, at that time, I felt called to the ministry, and the Lord put me with an apostolic minister. While there, in the first meeting that we had, there was a man testifying there and under that gospel tent. And after he sung Amazing Grace, he said, Except you are repented and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You will bust tail wide open. I was flabbergasted. I was on the seat of that organ, a Hammond organ, and it almost knocked me off that seat. The Holy Ghost and the power of God hit me that strong. And I thought, oh, my Lord, I'm not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I haven't been born again. Now, I didn't know it was the circumcision of the heart at that time. I just knew that the Bible said at that time, at that, that minister, said it. Acts 2.38, it was the Bible. It is the Bible, and it will always be the truth. It will never change. Well, at that night, I was baptized at 1.15 a.m. in the morning in a Columbia, Mississippi River. At 1.15 a.m. in the morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, I I went back to my motel room and I looked at my Bible. It was after three o'clock by then in the morning and I could look and read the Bible. And instead of the letter, just being a letter, it seemed like the whole Bible lifted off the page to me. I felt like I could fly. Well, I'd already received the Holy Ghost three months earlier but I wasn't baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I was born of the spirit, but I was not born of the water. And this is where it is imperative that we obey the scriptures everywhere in the word of God, where they came into the kingdom of God. They repented. They were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and they received the Holy Ghost. they born of the water and the spirit. You'll see it in Acts 8, 16, Philip going down there. You'll see it in Acts 10, the house of Cornelius. House of Cornelius, they first were baptized with the Holy Ghost. And then as Peter preached, the Holy Ghost fell and they received the Holy Ghost. For he heard them speak in other tongues. Then Peter said, can any man forbid water? Well, if that was all there was, why did Peter go on and say, can any man forbid water? That they should not be baptized? who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them, not a subjection, not another work of grace, not saying you're already saved. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And now they're born of the water and the Spirit. Acts 19, Paul comes upon certain brethren. He said, uh, there as we mentioned earlier. And they, have, they were believers, but he didn't hear them speaking tongues. He didn't see any of the gifts of the Spirit of God that should be manifest. And he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, sir, we don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. We don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well, then what then would you baptize? They said we were baptized under John's baptism. And John the Baptist went about baptizing under repentance. And that's what Paul stated. John truly Baptized with a baptism of repentance. Saying that they should look on him that should come after him. Born of the water and the spirit. Born again. Coming into the church age. The age of grace. The only way you get in is through being born again of water and the spirit. And that has been diluted to where in a simple formula that you say Jesus come into my heart. And you're saved and born again. No, you're not. Emphatically, you're not. We were in Africa. A good man. Pastor Oyo in Siaya, Kenya, Africa. Good man uh, in the government and has a large church. And he asked us to please come to his church and preach. And this outdoor meeting where there were literally thousands. The first thing, I got there late that night. We had been traveling for days. We finally got there. And he had already been there that night, wrapping up the service, and I would begin the next night. That night, he gave an altar call. And he said, All that want to be saved, raise your hand and ask Jesus to come into your heart. And hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands, I don't know, raised their hands and said, Jesus, come into my heart. My team, our ministry team, looked at each other, shaking their heads, and I said, leave it alone. We'll preach tomorrow night. Bring them more truth. Repentance is truth. There's no doubt you have to repent. But that's not all. That's not born again. And to the end of the kingdom of God, you must be born again. So the next night when I took the pulpit and I said, how many were here last night? And raised their hand. I said, how many asked Jesus to come into your heart? They in telling you, you were saved. And here again, many hundreds of thousands raised their hand. I said, you were not saved. You repented. And thank God you did but you were not born again. To be entered into the kingdom of God, you must be born again, and of the water and the Spirit. We simply brought this teaching, or preaching to those people that we're telling you now. And they were all, at that point, received the Lord Jesus, following him in obedience, were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They had already repented, When they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, many came up out of the water speaking in tongues, receiving the Holy Ghost. Others that didn't, they shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, because that's a promise unto you, to your children, many that are far off. God is faithful to his words. He cannot lie. Brother Sorrow, the pastor himself, Sorrow, literally did the baptism along with one of our team ministers. They're putting his congregation and all the people that came to that great crusade in the name of Jesus Christ. And we've had hundreds of churches following doing the same with over thousands of ministers now that have followed that truth in Africa and India, Pakistan, and many other countries, Nepal, uh, New Zealand, uh, Australia. there's, uh, There's only one way. There's only one truth. There's not many different roads to heaven, as these so-called televangelists tell you. There's only one way. One truth, one life. There's only one way to get there. The way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ and what he said in the Word of God. You'll see it also in Colossians 2. Not just one place, but everywhere. You then when you see there in uh, Paul in Acts the 19th chapter. He went ahead and said, John truly, John the Baptist truly did baptize with water of repentance. Then he preached to them Jesus Christ. They didn't say, well, no, we're okay. We've repented. We've asked Jesus to come into our heart. We've repented, and we think we're okay. No, they followed Paul into doing his will, and uh, it states very simply that They were baptized. Paul baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ, laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost and prophesied. Baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ. You can read that in Acts, the 19th chapter, verse 4. Then said Paul, John truly baptized with the baptism of repentance. That's asking Jesus to come into your heart or saying the sinner's prayer. It's Gets the road going to salvation, but it's not born of the water and the spirit. You're not born again. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. Verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. No man was ever baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost because the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, When Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, verse 6, and they spake with tongues, born of the Spirit, and prophesied. Had a gift of the Holy Ghost right there. Well, we find that Paul on that Damascus road is knocked down. And uh, in Acts the 22nd chapter, you can read it. Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He was crucified with Christ, nevertheless he lived. He was that old body of sins of the flesh destroyed by baptism. Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lived in me. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Somebody said, well, that doesn't mean he was baptized in water. <laughs> yes, it does. We see that in Acts 22. And when we find that he's on, he's given his account of what happened on the Damascus road, I'm reading Acts 22 verse six, look out of your Bible and read. Don't take anyone's word. We're talking about your soul everlasting in heaven or hell, simply through the obedience to the word of God. Somebody said, I know we have to obey. Yes. Look at Romans six. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin and unto death, being carnally minded, or of obedience unto righteousness. The Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. We must obey the word of God. Now look at Acts 22 and verse 6. We find it came to pass, Paul talking, at as, as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus, about noon. Suddenly, there shone from heaven a great light round about me. I fell to the ground. I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Saul of Tarsus. And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord Jehovah God Almighty? Elohim, El Shaddai, who are you? He said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. He's the Lord. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise, go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for you to do. And when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came to Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, Receive thy sight. And the same hour I looked up, up, looked upon him. That same hour he was healed of blindness. And he said, The God of our fathers have chosen you that thou shouldest know his will, and see that just one, not a Trinity. There's only one, the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty. The Father is the invisible spirit. The Son of God is that invisible spirit revealed. You've seen me, you've seen the Father Jesus stated that. You would see that just one, and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. Paul preached a Jesus, one God gospel, a Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. Now notice what happens with Paul. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. Now notice what Ananias says to Brother Saul, now turn Paul, who's going to write fourteen books of the New Testament. And now why tarryest thou? Why are you waiting around, Saul? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Now wait a minute. You're telling me he still has sins? Here's a man that has seen God, the great light, God is light. So great a light and the glory of that light had blinded him three days. Then he asked, "Who are you, Lord?" The Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He knows his. He's Jesus. It says, "I am Jesus, whom thy persecutors." Now he has a revelation of the name of God, the revealed name of God, the blood name of God, Jesus Christ, and he's told what he's to do. Now calling upon his light. And he is healed of his blindness. Those four things. And yet his sin still remained. He had to get rid of them. He didn't ask Jesus to come into his heart. He didn't say the sinner's prayer. He did exactly what Ananias said. And now, why tarriest thou Saul? Arise and be baptized. Wash away Your sins. How? Calling on the name of the Lord. He was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, calling, invoking the name of the Lord. Whosoever so call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call is to invoke. That's water baptism. Born of the water. We have found, and as we have followed, these cunningly devised fables. It has a portion of truth. A a portion of truth is what Adam had and whenever he ate of the tree of knowledge, same with Eve. Tree of knowledge is of good and evil, not only good, but evil also. We can't have a little leaven that leaveneth the whole lump. You've repented, wonderful. You've felt that repentance. You will feel it. Go on and go higher. Don't step and say that's the only one step there is don't state that that's not truth and we must be born of the water and the spirit go on believe God and by doing that you will see that he'll bring you to a higher glory you'll be born again you come into the kingdom of God just as the ones did in Acts 19 of those certain brethren and Paul after that he had baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ laid hands on them they received the Holy Ghost Notice, they spake in tongues. It was a high experience. And they prophesied. It wasn't them. It was Christ through them. The wedding garment is Christ. As many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Born of the water and the spirit is your wedding garment. There'll be many that will be at the king's house. And he will see a man there that hath not on a wedding garment. And he'll say, friend, the Lord will say, Jesus Christ will say, how did you get in here seeing that you have not on a wedding garment? The man stood speechless. He should have listened to the word of God, not to his Sunday school teacher or his Sunday school pastor. He should have sought out of the word of God and obeyed it, not trusting a man with his own soul. The man stood speechless. He said, buy that wicked servant and cast him out. So is everyone that does not have on a wedding garment. What is that? Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Friend, Don't be deceived. There's many. And it's what we call a gospel that is sugar-coated, It's light, it's treacherous, and it does not bring forth fruits unto repentance, unto salvation. It brings to repentance. That's not enough. Unto salvation, born of the water, born of the spirit, go on with God. And then through that spirit that you have, the Holy Ghost Christ in you, then you crucify your flesh with the affections and the lust called sanctification coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. And then you'll be meet for the master's use, for the work, for the ministry. Don't anybody lie to you. Don't stop there at repentance. Don't just stop and ask Jesus to come into your heart. Somebody said, well, it says over in the book of the Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and behold, if any man will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sit with him and he with me. They're already born again, friend. He's talking to the church at Laodicea. They're already born again believers. They've already been born of the water and the spirit. They just haven't followed on to suffer the Lord, to eat the flesh and drink the blood of Jesus going on to perfection. They haven't. They have not negated being born in water and spirit. Born of the water and the spirit, they have done. Laodicea. They are a church. AND SIMPLY BECAUSE THEY HAVE NOT GONE UNTO PERFECTION. THEY SAY THEY'RE CLOTHED, FED, HAVE NEED OF NOTHING. AND JESUS SAID, IF YOU'LL LISTEN TO MY VOICE, he YOU'LL OPEN THE DOOR, IF YOU'LL HEAR MY VOICE AND OPEN THAT DOOR, the, THE DOOR OF YOUR HEART, YOU'RE ALREADY BORN AGAIN, THEN I'LL COME AND SUP WITH YOU. AND YOU WITH ME WILL HAVE A FELLOWSHIP TOGETHER. AND THAT IS THE VOICE OF GOD TO THE OVERCOMER becoming young men unto fathers to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. That is not how you're saved. Saved and born again. If saved, is to be born again. And total salvation is to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, unto perfection. And Jesus stated that is required. The first step is repentance. You've got that. Hopefully you've got that. Then go on and be born again and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin and you're born of the water and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost now you're born of the spirit now all you have to do is follow the leading of that spirit and he will lead you and guide you in all the my well, friend you have a, the uh on the screen how you can notify and contact us we'd love to hear from you uh, if it's born witness with your spirit we'd love to work with you in the ministry as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing them that labor amongst us. And well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.